history. Some yeah. that you know, some that you don't know. But we're just gonna have a conversation about some some of the heroes that we we don't give enough credit to. We don't talk about we, 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 really and truly. We only talk about two. Yeah, you know. yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> Martin Luther King. <laughs> had a dream yep. and Rosa Parks sat her ass down that's it that's all we got all right, so we, we got a little Malcolm X in there now today in particular is, yeah. is the actual anniversary of his death of brother Malcolm's death uh, February 21st uh, 1965 he was assassinated that's right folks assassinated uh, if I'm not mistaken in New York at a uh, speech um, the kind of uh, of that assassination is kind of up. There's actually a documentary on Netflix you can check out that talks about the assassination of, of Malcolm X and it kind of gives some theories. There's been different theories. There's been theories that somebody from the nation actually um, killed mm-hmm. him. There's been theories that the FBI did it. There's been theories mm-hmm. that the CIA did it. And the reason why I'm speaking of it so freely is because all these things are public knowledge. I'm not telling right. you shit that right. you can't go right. look up or you don't know. But, uh, Malcolm X is definitely one of my heroes, man. Grew up idolizing the man. Read the um doc, uh, the autobiography yep. of Malcolm X. I, I I suggest every black man in America that that's a book that should every black person in America. Fuck men, men sp- specifically, but even women as well. Um, great great book to read. Gives you great great um, insight on who he was as a person and how he how he transformed his life yep. and how he affected the lives of others. And became who he became. Mm-hmm. He was a real live street, like real live street nigga. Yeah, like, like Kansas City Red. Like he came to New York as as a criminal, quote unquote. Turned his life around. Educated himself when he was incarcerated. Uh, discovered the Nation of Islam. Um, Elijah Muhammad turned turned his life around. He became one of the most popular ministers for the Nation of Islam. Spread their message um, tremendously. Uh, One Night in Miami yeah. movie it talks about yeah. like his influence on celebrities and people that he you know he's very close with uh, Muhammad Ali and he was instrumental into bringing him into the nation uh, another series um, that series on FX where it talks about Harlem uh, Godfather of Harlem Godfather of Harlem, Harlem yeah. talks about Malcolm X and what he was doing in Harlem and, and he was talking about self-defense and mm-hmm. he was preaching on the, on the stoops and he was making his message known. Uh, went to Mecca, had a pilgrimage, came back and had a different viewpoint of the world. Uh, actually wanted to work with some of the civil rights leaders that he had called out, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Mm-hmm. He called uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Uncle Tom. He called a lot of uh, our, our kind of prominent leaders at the time, Uncle Tom's, because he had a difference of opinion. Came back kind of changed his, his viewpoint, wanted to work with folks, um, saw the humanity and all the people that he, he was kind of teaching and working with, and then unfortunately he was taken, you know, from his kids and, and from his wife way too soon. So we, yeah. we appreciate Malcolm X on today, uh, February 21st, 1965. Man, he transitioned, and he is now one of our ancestors. No doubt. So couldn't, mm-hmm. could not start it off right. without giving, giving major props to Malcolm X. So, what we're going to do is, like we always do, we're going to kick it around the room, you know, and kind of start it off with somebody that may not get may not get talked about in, in the way that you think they should around this month. Because we, we have our favorites all mm-hmm. the time. Yep. And we kind of stick to those favorites. Yep. 
And then we always go to the athletes too, which is cool. Which I am going to do too in another which, different Which, 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 which is cool. Way. Yeah, yeah. But we also, I, I think there's a bunch of people out there that contributed to, you know, not only black history, but the history of this of, of this nation, of this world, mm-hmm. um, that just have our hue and, and come from where we come from. So we need to recognize them on this month. So who want to kick it off, fellas? I'll go. All right, Jaffe. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to kick it off with a particular person, but I'm going to go with a particular place. Okay. Right. Okay, now, this particular place is in a very, very historic neighborhood. And I'm kicking this off because we're about to lose this actual school from the lack of enrollment. Okay, and this is uh, Charles Sumner High School. Mm. Okay, let me give you a little history note on it. Let me not ramble too much. Um, Charles Sumner High School not, was located, it's located on Good and Pendleton and College Avenue. Now, give you a little history note before that. Sumner High School was established in 1867, and it was called uh, District School Number 3. And it was located before the, uh, on Pendleton. It was located on 5th and Lombardi Streets. All right? Now, fast forward a little bit. This high school is the first high school that was west of the Mississippi for black people. All right? So that's why it's so historical. Mm-hmm. That's one. And it's actually the alumni that they had is two. Now, before when they was uh, before they moved on Whittier or Pendleton, they was actually right by, okay, what we would know to buy it as Harris Stowe. Yeah. All right? And they actually tie in two together. Now, Harris Stowe was a teacher's college, and then that was the first black uh, high school. And before they, uh, before it was called Charles uh, Sumner High School, it was called Sumner Normal School. Mm-hmm. And what wound up happening is, okay, the enrollment got bigger and bigger, and it wound up, uh, the high school wound up merging into Harris Stowe College, which was Harris Stowe's teacher's college back in the day. So what they wind up doing is moving it over into in this historic neighborhood and having it to a point to where, like, what I, the thing that I like is, just like Malcolm X, in that neighborhood and in that school, it showed that, it showed a lot of structure and discipline, all right? Mm-hmm. And in that school, it was the best of the best who had to go to that school. So it's like Tina Turner came out of there, Dick Gregory, everybody who was everybody came out of that school. And and yeah, Sumner. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yep. Okay. And the grip. And again, we talked about this before, but if you want, like, the time period that Joffrey's talking about right now, read Dick Gregory's book, nigga, because it it outli- it it paints the picture of Sumner uh, as being upper class, upper echelon, like you're talking about. But if you like my age and a little bit younger, that's that's a different. That's a different. Totally Sumner. different. It's a, it's a different but, Sumner. Yeah. Totally. It is. is. And uh, that's what I'm saying. All this historic stuff, we we about to lose it. And now the whole deal is is Sumner is the football high school. So back in the day, people who can play football used to go to Sumner. Vashon, that was tied around Harris Stowe also, is a basketball school. Okay, so people who can play basketball used to go there. Now, one of the biggest things that we don't know that ties into our episode is – People from those two schools, that alumni football game that happens every year is the one of the biggest things that happens in that neighborhood. So what I'm trying to get is kind of like, okay, well, let's start paying attention to this historical black football games, 
mm-hmm. alumni games that we just walk past like it ain't shit every day. Yeah, that's facts. Um, I'm going to go with someone that I don't think gets enough credit for inventing the one summertime activity that I think we we all had fun of all kind of races and creeds. And that's a, a one Mr. Lonnie Johnson, the creator of the Super Soaker. Man. Uh, come on now. Come on. If you got, if you got some uh, applause over there. You know sir, what I'm saying? Like, you might uh, want to hit it. Yeah, man. If, hey, if you ain't had a goddamn me Super Soaker. Man, mm-hmm. I'm talking about You let the it. best years of your life go by. Yes, let, you did. If yes, we, you, did. you can even talk about the evolution of the Super Soaker. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, if you, was, if you were lucky enough to be alive to see it go from a, a nice little handgun to the water back in just the Just the water pistol. Man. That's, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just the water pistol in general. Because mm-hmm. I, I know y'all old enough, like me, to remember when you have to put the hose in the water pistol, mm-hmm. fill it up, and then it just quickle, 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 yeah, quickle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all you, you had get. about seven good deals. And out then of I still over. remember that commercial when the Super Soaker came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I wanted one so bad. And in summertime, you know what I'm saying, they would, everybody would have a fucking Super Soaker and be playing, like, you know, cops and robbers or yeah. be on teams or whatever and spraying each other down. And y'all didn't even know that was invented by a black man. Yeah, but yeah. right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. That's what I'm talking about. That was the first the first super soaker fight was the first sign of schools out. Facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That first yeah. that Facts. first Friday or so when the school was out, that you had the whole hood come out that one rip and let it go, that's how you know the summer about to be lit. And we don't talk I think his name gets popped up from time to time, but I really think we start putting him up there as one of those guys that that really changed the summer for us. You know what I mean? He changed uh-huh. the game completely. You remember y'all like when you used to go to the little store and you buy your little candy and shit, and they come up with this little punk ass water gun that you can mm-hmm. see through. Like Mix was saying, you po- you pull a hole out, but if you fuck around and drop it, it's broke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look on the bright. Look on the other side of this, right? We try to be as educational as we can on what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. How many people? Got their grades and they acts together. Right at the end of school year, because they knew their parents said that if you do this, you're getting a super soaker for the summer. Oh, yeah. Check how many people passed what they were supposed to pass, learn what they were supposed to pa- learn because I of the super soaker. better. How many people came to the last day? Because, see, finals was a couple days before, so you mm-hmm. knew whether you passed the grade or not. Yeah, yeah. So, especially in, like, junior high, I'm not coming to the last fucking two days of school. Kiss my ass. But nope. we was having a super soaker fight. So, your boy gonna be at school that day. Yep, yeah, facts. Yeah. Hey, and uh, fuck the first person who put piss in it. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck, fuck you for sure. Fuck you for real. Like, for real. But it wasn't all hearts and bubbles for my man who created the Super Soul, because if I'm not mistaken, he didn't get credit for it initially. No, no, no. Initially, he sure didn't. Initially, he had to go through the company that owned that owned his invention, and he had to fight for his um, his actual royalties. And his credit, yep. and I think some sometime recently, um, he won something like forty something mi- like mm. million in back pay that mm-hmm. they owed him for that. So yeah. I'm glad that he's getting his credit. I'm glad that he's getting his his just due. And, and let's let's also throw in the fact that he holds an honorary PhD in the science from the Tuskegee University. He was he worked for NASA for from 1979 to 1991. You know what I mean? As 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 simple, for NASA, y'all. NASA. The, the first 79. space force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? First one. You know? Uh, and, and he actually invented the Super Soaker while he was in military as uh, in the Air Force. 
So look at that. I mean, you're thinking about all. You want to say that this was just a simple invention, but look at this man's history. Everything he has on his belt, and the one that really got him over was the water gun. But that's the crazy thing is that you know? when you think about inventions, and we're gonna talk about different inventors, of course, throughout the throughout the you know the the you know the Washington Carvers and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're gonna hit them, but. We're so fucking innovative and creative, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You give us, you give us the smallest little shit, and we we make something incredible out of it. And if you think about like all the fun and laughter that's been had from a super soaker, you know what I mean? Yep. Like that's yep. crazy that you think about it as created by a black man. And well, it should have been. Hey, well, why wouldn't a water gun be a black man? Yeah. And the Air Force thinking sure. about everything makes sense to me. And, and it's still that body style is still replicated to this day. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. I mix hit us with one brother. Man, somebody who never gets talks talked about that influenced the world. From Bob Marley to the the Marley family mm-hmm. to to most of the folks in the Caribbean and uh from Haiti to to St. Thomas to Jamaica all follow this man's teaching. And when I say this name, some people are going to be like, "Who?" and then some people are going to be like, "I get it." Um, from a style of, of, of hair that folks wear, um, the actual locks, and the reason why you, they're called locks and not dreams. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's an actual spiritual thing that, that we're talking about. And his name is Haile Selassie of Ethiopia. So he was born 19, I'm sorry, 1892. Uh, damn. Lived till August 27th of 1975. Woo! He was a ruler over Ethiopia. Um, if you ever see a picture of him, he's a very regal gentleman, smooth-looking brother. Not very big, not very demonstrative. Um, extremely intelligent uh, general and and, and strategist. Um, never was conquered by any European country. I'll say that again. Never was conquered by every any European country. He was actually asked to be a part of the United Nations. As an African nation, as an independent African nation, mm. they they praised him so much for everything that he did. Like he he brought the first constitution to Ethiopia. Um, still to this day, the oldest living uh, church is in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian or Catholic church, but mm-hmm. Christian church is in Ethiopia. They they believe that the Ark of the Covenant is there. Um, he actually was so beloved, and people thought so highly of him that he started to get followers and they started the Rastafari movement and Rastafarianism like all of the tenets of Rastafarianism mm-hmm. are based around Haile Selassie mm-hmm. so let me tell you let me tell you how deep that man's influence is and how pe- serious people take that Rastafari religion if you will mm-hmm. as, as a religion as a religion as a religion so because they believe real quick because I this is mm-hmm. very important mm-hmm. They believed him to be God on earth. He was the manifestation yeah. of the Messiah. Yep. That's so, how powerful this a black man now. Now, again, how many of you have heard? Because every time I see Jesus, he, <laughs> he, look, he look a little, little, little pale. A little, little light, little light, you say? Little so light. they believed, actually, that he was, the, he was the second coming of the Messiah that was prophesied in the Bible. Yes, and sir. I'm telling you, going, going down to, going to Jamaica with locks. And I knew what I was doing down there. I didn't touch him for a minute. Mm-hmm. I, had str- I had strangers in the street screaming to me out the window where I stopped. Yeah. They see me. They they all wear the same go, go change. When my man's on the side, they bring it out. They take it very seriously. Yeah. I was down there in my, and one of the uh, 
cab drivers told me I can go anywhere I want to as long as I don't say nothing. Yeah, from the American accent. You got that American accent, you know what I'm saying? But just flat out, as long as you don't say anything, you'll move anywhere through through all the island. Now, this man that Mix was talking about, Lion of Lion, Kings of Kings, all right? Now, this guy, he actually, like, Mix is 100% right. He actually do was the second coming of Jesus, all right? Even people from England, wherever, they knew, and they bowed to him. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it got to a point to where, like, People almost fear how much, how much power they had over people. Absolutely. And okay, the first Christian church. I think that honestly, that Ethiopia was one of them spots like Egypt before Egypt was. It kind of like connected African spirituality with a little bit of religion, and it put it together to where the masses could understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that mm-hmm. was so groundbreaking. Now, one thing that I do dig about Rastafarians is, like, their discipline also. Mm. You know, like, they they believe more of a spiritual side, but they got to have a, you know, a clean diet, brings a clean mind, which is a pretty good practice to have. Yeah. And also, uh, at, I'm going to say this wrong, Ebitrea, I want to say Ebitrea, it's the, it's the country, it's the African nation that Nipsey is from. Oh, uh, Retria. Yeah, so it he then brought them into the fold as well. Mm. So I know Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. is also from there, and I think she's royalty. But if you look at Holly Selassie and you look at Nipsey side by side, you can see the actual. You you know you can the, see the, with the, the nose, the yeah. resemblance, mm-hmm. the, the light skin, yeah, the lights like like and whatnot. So a lot of their traditions and that we use today again, because you'll have. Rappers that always have, you know, they just think that Rastafarians is just smoking weed and having, having dreads, right, which, right. which is which is far from the truth. Right. Far from. You would not you would not believe how many Rastafarians do not smoke weed. Right. Right. It, it was shocking. A lot of them don't want that. They want to keep that same clean, sound mind. They don't need nothing to take them over the top or have them up under. You know, a lot of Rastafarians too can quote that Bible like a straight up. Uh, Baptist Christian, yeah. you know. So yeah. think about so so really think about that when we talk about influence and we talk about someone like Bob Marley who took that that style of life and he put it into his music and he put those tenets when he talked about love and he talked about humanity mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yeah. And all of all of the Marley family that was really really true to it and stuck to those tenets and then how they influenced the world and they all were influenced by this one man. Right. How the how again how these rappers present themselves and whatnot. It all came from Holly Selassie and every time Black History Month is brought up, I know some people think, Well, it's about America and America black which which to a degree I guess but we influence the world, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so you need to know who, you know, Winnie Mandela is. You need to know who, you know, <laughs> who Holly Selassie is. We we influence the world. So this is one of the people that we never really speak on, and we should, because his influence to this day, from a strategic standpoint, because, again, he was what was called a, a – he, he never raised his voice. He was a regal leader. Mm-hmm. So from a strategy standpoint, when he would meet people who opposed him, they would think that he was weak. But he had such a quick mind. He had such a stra- – so he was so strategic and so smart that even in battle – he was outsmarting them before they could attack. That's mm-hmm. like it's a reason why of all the African nations, 
He's never been available. So let me ask you this before we go to break, real mm-hmm. quick. Why do you think that Rastafarianism is not looked at harder in this country? You see or what I'm looked saying? at as a, well, I, I, like I, this. I think that I think that honestly, mm-hmm. I think that any time that you think of religion mm-hmm. and spirituality, we aren't the first thing you think of. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's the crime. The crime is, because if you know anything about Kemet, mm-hmm. and like I'm saying, the first Catholic church, Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So if you know anything about Kemet, which is just Egypt, and you know anything about Western Africa, where we're from, if you know anything about those regions, which most of us don't, but if you do your research and you do diligence, you know that's African, that African spirituality was the foundation for Christianity, was mm-hmm. the foundation for the King James Version of the Bible. You know, the Book of the Dead is what they quote, and, and the Book of like they quote those things, and some of those tenets, like the the, the Ten Commandments, is actually, uh, if you go to Egypt, it's forty seven, mm. and then they just took those forty seven and broke them down into ten. Then we can talk about the trial of Nicaea, um, three twenty six, if I'm not mistaken, when they, they took the books of the Bible and they shifted them around and they already kept certain books in. But to answer your question directly. I think that that is a huge part mm-hmm. of slavery and white supremacy to because again who you pray to is who who you give power to. Right. Mm-hmm. Who you pray to and who you who you pray to and who you give praise to is who you give power to. So if you were to give power to this black again, this regal, you know, meek, handsome black man mm-hmm. and the tenets of what he's talking about, which is just Christianity. Right, right. Cuz he was a Christian. He was right. a devout Christian at the end of the day. Which is just Christianity, but they took it and they said, "All right, we're going to make it specific for us," which is all all religion should be, because Buddha looks like who? Because mm-hmm. Hinduism looks like who? Like all, everybody prays to a god that looks like them. That's right. So in yeah. this particular case, they had a god that looked like them, and it was actually brought from from Africa. Mm-hmm. From like we can trace the roots back to something that's African. So of course, anytime we get something African, we look at it and we go, "Eh, yeah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to when we came to this nation, um, you know, sixteen, sixteen, or whatever, around that time, there was no, there was no organized religion. The religion that they had was from Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had our own religion before they even thought of, of, of that. So it's, it's to me, it's a direct reflection of white supremacy and that brainwashing. That yeah, and I, I think for me. When I'm thinking about it, it's definitely what you said, but it also it also traces to it also traces back to a human man that was looked upon as the Jesus like. You see what I'm saying? As, as, Not, as a god, as a god, mm-hmm. a, you, a, a, a man as that a we god. that we talking about right now. Instead of the so you know the heavenly or if you will of a Jesus or a Buddha or something like that, mm-hmm. it goes to somebody. And to, and to your point, and if he's God, what does that make you? Exactly that's right. What I was and there we go. And, <laughs> and if he's God, if he's God, go for the break. What does that make? And that's you? and there we go for the break, bro. Every land got a different man with the same purpose. You know what I'm saying? It's a Jesus in every land. So I've heard a couple of times to where even in China they've been like, okay, the son of heaven, the son of heaven. What goes on is, okay, when people are conquering, what they do is they conquer the land and the resources. And they also conquer the people's mind states, which would be religion. Now, if you got the mind state of religion, and it's my religion, and my religion is saying that I am God, guess what? 
That's all I got to there say. You go. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, man. We're breaking it open today, bro. This is what we're doing. We'll be right back. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. We want black power. 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 That's right. That's what we want. Black power. We don't have to be ashamed of it. This is not the regular. This is that boom. Blah, blah, blah. Some they call it secular. I just call it black, black, black. This is where I'm at, at, at. If you wanna talk to me, talk to me about black, black, black. Ali Salasi the first, niggas nagas. Let's talk about that, that, that. Kaboom, Yanni Maroon and all the Maroons. Let's talk about that, that, that. The real underground railroad, the first subway for black, black, black. The freedom train begins with your brain. Get in on track, track, track. Whether justice or injustice, how do you react, attack? Can you stand there laughing while they shoot us in the
up. Though I am not fixated on riches, please don't get it twisted. I could get vicious about the paper. Take even a tidbit or nibble it out of my skillet, and I'll provide you a ticket to visit your creator. My little mini-me's can't eat a favor. My sweat and toil ain't for the love of labor. I live by the principle, love your neighbor, but I keep some lead to draw that put cylinder holes and tapers off. I pray that evil don't rise against me. I pray you demons don't try to tempt me. It ain't no comparing them. Every bar I spit pure as the seraphim screaming, hold it to represent me. Oh, this ain't for the coochie poppers or booty droppers who make they bum bum drum like a booty choppers. Tis for the mademoiselles with the heater full of shells that'll let them hope prevail and raise hell to bring heaven on earth. Some blessings of curse with haters. I had Levion's burst while running through holes. My data had to break my will to change a young heathen's trajectory. What's left of me is pistols and principles both protecting me. Secondly, my girl like but pray heavily. Knocked up on a cruise word to Penelope. Three females at my crib carried my legacy, so it's three Ks on my compound like white supremacy. Ooh, yeah, that's high key a word. If your skin tone is black, then you high key deserve conversation. Yeah, widely dispersed across your turf onto every seat you birth. If you concur, then say ooh, yeah, that's high key a word. Since my skin tone is black, then I high key deserve conversation. Yeah. Widely dispersed across my turf onto every seat I burn. It's young nail on the beach in the bars though. Clean as bar soap, black as charcoal, tar roads, and cigar smoke with every bar spoke from my lips. Hope your eyelids allow your iris to see the flow is one with Isaac, Jacob, and Abraham, daddy. Come get your cake up, but don't take up all the space in the valley. You go for mountaintops as well. It's countless attacks from hell on those mounted on the back of the counselor who counted heads on your. High fade, low fade, no fade, box braids, crochets, can't really think of more ways to reassure you. They'll avoid you in public, but secretly adore you. Cause your aura couture, no matter who ignore you, or who pay attention, listen, you can bet your pension, you was born to glisten till the day you lay in stiff and pine. I know all skin folk ain't my kinfolk, but the ones who aren't and ain't got no heart, wish I could dig inside and give you mine. Cause it's hard as hell for those I hear that's melanated. That's why my brother clapped for me like I just graduated. Do your research, don't just get your baby vaccinated. These demons want you acclimated and evacuated, ooh. But if you understand, you shouldn't do no stressing. I believe in God, my squad, and my Smith and Wesson. If you try to touch my husband's son or my brethren, you'll have an arm over your head like you just asked the question. Ooh, yeah, that's high key a word. If your skin tone is black, then you high key deserve conversation, yeah. Widely dispersed across your turf onto every seat you birth if you concur, then say ooh. Yeah, that's high key a word. Since my skin tone is black, then I high key deserve conversation. Yeah, widely dispersed across my turf onto every seat I birth. Morning, sunshine. Welcome to reality. I tried to wake you, but you were sleeping so peacefully in your fantasy. Quite casually, I got seven uncolonized names to explain my gallantry. I'm a galaxy, but for short, you can call me your majesty. Some of y'all new blacks act so surprised. The 2020 took all them cataracts off your eyes. Now you got perfect vision. See clearly through the disguise. No need for pantomimes or alibis. The revolution is televised. This the year of discernment. Popping off, we burn it. You gon' pay everything you owe to Lil Riley said, cause I earned it. Perm tips with the new growth. Breaking out of that loose hole with the truth glow. Shining like new money, I got the juice hoe, so. You gon' have to pick sides or divide up in the tribes. Not by skin, but by your mind. Is you Satan or divine? 
What's your ideology? Either change your behavior or save your apology. I spit it like I got to get it, I'm gone. I rip it like Rami, but I'm for the bone. Pull up on your mama and grandma alone. Let you know what type of ass that I'm on. Mind blown. Five in the moon. Lost in a rabbit hole, can't come home. Find out that everything you was ever taught, everything you thought real was wrong. Prominent inventions and movements and black history that For we all sure. that we always talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we won't talk. talk about, we won't talk about Holly Selassie. We won't talk about something in high school. I had no idea that Dick Gregory. Mm. It went to something that it was a, a high school of prominence. And yeah, whatnot. man. Yeah, it was the top. Didn't know. No clue. We're talking about Lonnie Johnson and Super yeah. Soaker. Lonnie whatnot. Johnson and Super Soaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knew, knew Super Soaker was. You know, invented by a black man. So we in the, in the Air Force, just, you dig it? Yeah. So we just trying to bring some light. Speaking of bringing a light, we would be remiss again if we didn't start off with someone who you may know, but we just need to talk about uh, Fred Hampton. Yeah, Fred Hampton. So he has come more into the public eye because of the movie uh, Jesus and the uh, Judas and the black Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah, which yeah. was incredible. If you haven't seen the movie, please, please, please take the time. You will not waste two hours of your life. It is the the performances are incredible. The story is told very honestly, very really. Um, they really portrayed him as a just transcendent leader. Man, the brother was only twenty one years old, and he was uniting gangs from Chicago, uh, from the Latin gangs to the white gangs. Everybody was like he said, it was a rainbow coalition of oppressed people. Yeah, and yeah. that's what got him killed ultimately. Because he wasn't just talking. Because a lot of times when people talk about oppression, they're usually talking about us. So mm-hmm. Will had a, you know, black folks who rise up and had that conversation. But what he said was, no, 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 no. They fucking y'all up too. Yeah. Like, it ain't just us. The police are, are treating y'all, you know, unfairly. Your tax dollars are going and they beating over your head. You know, mm-hmm. you're not getting a fair shake at economic, you know, advancement. And so he he proposed something that was radical which was working with different groups to get to that one goal of of liberation and freedom so the movie kind of kind of speaks from the the perspective of the guy who betrayed him which again was a crazy story within itself but it's part of the bigger issue of COINTELPRO COINTELPRO was an actual program that was put into place to infiltrate um, black Liberation movements. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be perfectly, you know, blunt and honest, uh, started by J. Edgar Hoover. Yep. So J. Edgar Hoover wasn't having it. He didn't like black people. He definitely, he, at one point in time, he called the Black Panthers, Panthers the most dangerous group in the history of, of America. Yep. He didn't like himself. I heard that dude was a cross-dresser, yeah, a little funny was, little dude. Yeah. He, little Napoleon little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know how little short motherfuckers, they got problems from junk. <laughs> So you had him 
basically going to get different and and the movie talks about this too which is which I thought was dope as well so he had different black dudes that that were infiltrating these groups mm-hmm. so he he had one in the in the panther group in Oakland he had one in the panther group in LA he had one in the one in New York he had because again this was a national movement it's a national movement so Fred Hampton man was this this just this beautiful soul man this this revenu- this revolutionary spirit that was needed in the city like Chicago mm. and he was bringing folks together man and he was actually making change and the police killed him in the, killed him in his sleep and I'll tell you what man killed him in his sleep well shot him in his sleep yeah yeah actually I don't want to spoil the movie watch the movie to see the other aspect of that but he was survived by his wife and child mm-hmm. and Fred um, the chairman who he was often called uh, his son is actually Fred Hammond uh, Hampton Jr. and he's called the chairman as well, mm-hmm. and he he runs the uh, Black Panther Cubs, and he works with kids in the community in Chicago to this day. Um, mother's still alive, same thing. Um, cha- I think she changed her name, but works with kids and, and and just an incredible story, man. And if you don't know about Fred Hampton, please go and do your due diligence and do some more research than what I'm I'm telling you. I'm kind of giving you the condensed version because we got a bunch of a bunch of people that we have to hit within this two hour span. But definitely, definitely a great movie and definitely somebody that you should check out, um, especially for this month, man. Because, again, at 21 years old, he made that much. He put that much fear into the establishment and police because of what he was able to do. And if you ever get a chance to uh, read Huey P. Newton's Revolutionary Suicide, just the way that Huey talked about Fred, you know what I'm saying, kind of get you a nice perspective of what he was doing. And... and I think that's one thing that people really don't grasp their mind around. The, the the original Panthers, they were all a group of very young people. Very young people. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very young college people. age. Yeah. Young folks that was just. Very smart people, too. Very smart yeah. people. But they was just tired of the bullshit. Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of like, it, it parallels to the movement that we have now. Most of the people that you see kind of stepping forward with the Black Lives Matter movement and whatnot were younger folks. Um, the, these folks believed in different tactics. Which I, I more so believe in your, your, your Second Amendment of right, rights and your your ability to bear arms and carry arms and know your firearms and feed yourself. They had the breakfast program yeah, where they yeah, fed over three thousand yeah. mm-hmm. kids in city of Chicago. They were looking at clinics to try and get free health care. Mm-hmm. They were doing some real revolutionary um, things and innovative things to try and bring change to their community. And of course, the United States government, which is you, you, you got to point to the source. United States government mm. didn't want that shit to happen. Right. Like when we talk about, you know, oppression and racism and all that shit, we tend to talk about just white people mm. and quote unquote. I'm like, nah, it's a system. Yeah. Right. It's, a system. it's when it's it's state sponsored. That's the bullshit. When it's government yeah. sponsored. You not liking me because I'm black, I don't care. Like a white person saying, hey, nigga, Yeah, right, right. right. Give I a did, fuck. Right. You making sixty thousand like I'm making sixty thousand. Right. Like who are you? Like, you in the same boat. You go. Yeah, you in the same, same struggle I'm in, buddy. Which really you should be on my side because they treating you like shit, like they treating me like shit. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like like Fred said, you getting the same shitty education we get. Yeah. The fuck are you mad at me for? Yeah, right. Like up. wake up and wise up and get your mind right, and because if we come together, then this whole shit breaks apart. Speaking of fella, like uh, Fred Hampton Senior was killed. By Chicago police in 1969, right? Mm-hmm. Now it was just 25 days before Fred Hampton Jr. was born. Yep. All right. Fred Hampton was Jr. was given the name Alfred Johnson at his birth. 
his mother had illegally changed to Fred Hampton Jr. when he was 10 years old. Mm. See, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So this dude, he been doing this since real, real young. He took from his father and just been doing it. So but Somebody who you definitely, definitely needed to know. But we're going to keep it going. We want to go next on the... Go for it, Joe. I got one. Got now, I'm still going with the Sumner High School because there's so many great people that came from that. Now, this one I'm going to go with since we didn't know. I didn't know until earlier today. Uh, her name was Miss Carrie L. Fox. Okay? She went to Sumner High School when it was the normal, Sumner Normal High School. Okay? That normal high school was actually for seniors who actually wanted to be teachers. So it was like a teacher's college before they went to actual Hurstow or uh, college. But um, the reason why I brought her up is after she did that, men and women who was trying to go to college together, uh, teachers together, could not stay in the same house. So how she got by was renting her house out to female uh, female teenagers and female people who actually wanted to uh who were in transition from high school to Harrisdale. Um, now, what she wound up doing is she had a 45-year career in the St. Louis public school system. You say 45? Yeah. 40, 40, 40 Ooh, good Lord. And she was actually uh, one of the first uh, students to graduate from Sumner. Okay. So I think she wound up dying, I think, in 1944. And... Uh, Shout out to again to Miss Carrie L. Fox and the thousands of teachers that you helped. Carrie L. Fox. Facts. Did not know that. No, at I did all. not. I and didn't I know, know y'all didn't need it on front. Yeah, St. Louis on history. Front. St. Louis yeah, history and yeah, black yeah. history. Better know it. What you got, HT? So I'm going to the world of sports as I do. I um, and I'm not gonna go this is one of those uh give a person their flowers as they live in type situation. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a really this gonna sound off off a little bit, but I'm going for it. It's Chris Paul. Cause I'm gonna say Chris Paul because of this right here. You got me. Do you know that's my favorite player? Yeah, What's Chris, up, Chris, Chris What's Paul? What's up? Who we doing with CP3? What's up, Chris Paul? As the president of the Players Association, what he's done for contract works, what yes. he's done to keep keep people paid. Yes. Uh, his his uh, shine a light on HBCU. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That I type of thing. I wanted you to get there. Yes. Uh, you know, he actually enrolled in, in, in Winston, Winston-Salem State. I think mm-hmm. the same one that uh, Stephen A. Smith did. Yeah. It was, uh, he was the only person out of his family that didn't go to HBCU. He yeah. went to Wake Forest, whatnot. Yep. Uh, like I say, the fact that you got, you got four-year, $220 million contracts as part of the work that Chris Paul has done for the league. Uh, what what LeBron does for player physical player movement mm-hmm. He had Chris Paul right beside him doing the contract movement at all. Because before this COVID thing hit, I mean, these guys were getting paid. But, man, the money they get now, you get getting – It's crazy. It's crazy. These it's crazy. teams weren't even worth this much money, oh, you yeah. know, when I was oh. coming up. Now, like I say, it was, I mean, what's Steph on? Uh, um, he's he on, on a two, $200 two, million. Something like that. Hey, he's on a two, $200 million joint. You know what right. I mean? Uh, LeBron on a two-year 80 right now. LeBron uh, will become the second because Tiger Woods was the first. Mm. LeBron will become the second. In his mm-hmm. st- while still playing, he will become the second billionaire athlete. Ever. Look, it, it, Chris Paul was on the phone with the league trying to get the bubble worked out, and that went off without a hitch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, for me, like the things that Chris Paul, you talking about generational wealth? Yeah, somebody who's setting up a group of guys 
to do right by their money, get more money to help their families and um, young kids coming up for years to come. And one of the guys' name on that is Chris Paul. I just want to take time out to say just so, that. So let's rewind a little bit back for those that may not be sports fans. Chris Paul is, the, a.k.a. the point guard. The He's point guard. Point. <laughs> um, he used to play for my, my favorite organization, which was the Los Angeles Clippers. Before that, I was a fan. Uh, he pl- he played for the Charlotte. Well, no, I think they, they were, were the New Orleans Hornets at the, the Hornets. time. Yep. So New Orleans Hornets at the time um, went to Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I think second or third pick in the draft. Uh, probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, not even six six all time in, in assist. Um, so he is a very very not just important piece to what what um, AC is saying. He's a he's a hell of a player as well. Yeah, no doubt. Which which brings more influence. So he's using his influence to help us. Which is again what what Black History is all about. And the people that we're trying to highlight are the people that don't get highlighted. And they do just that. They do things like co- collective bargaining agreements. Yeah, right. To get right. folks paid. Right. How you can use your likeness. How you can how how you can uh, maneuver within free agency. All of that stuff is is the players' union. And one of the stronger players' unions uh, in all of sports is the NBA. By facts, I think the only the only hiccup in the past, okay, let's say three seasons, uh, with all this uh, turmoil going on in the world, is for some reason the NBA is having the All Star game. Yeah, why I have no idea. But I mean, I, I guess this thing has gone longer than anybody uh, expected or anticipated. Or anticipated and yeah. you got to pick up some money, and I get that the All Star game brings in revenue to a certain degree. So I kind of understand it, but as from a especially in this in this day where every player is conscious about what they put in their body, what they get out of their body, how yeah. much stress they're putting their body yes. through and all of this. Had adding an extra game of complete nonsense. This is not the year for it. If it's going to be any year to skip it, it would be this one. Yeah. But outside of that, nobody would be mad at you. No, I, you know, and honestly, until they pulled uh the the new rules I did for that last All-Star game, a lot of people would still be turned off. I personally haven't watched the All-Star game in a long time. You yeah, know what I mean? Because it's, it's not, not, you know, it's not, not competitive and whatnot. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not but, worth but, it. Yeah, but Chris Paul, definitely, definitely, man. Salute you for that. That's a, <laughs> that was a good one. I appreciate that one, bro. Right. Oh, and that. you say he played for your uh, favorite organization. Yeah. He was supposed to play for my favorite organization as well. The, another thing in Chris, Paul, in Chris Paul history. The only player to get vetoed to a championship team by the league. It hasn't happened before. Fast. hasn't happened since. So outside <laughs> of everything, Chris Paul will go down for that, and I'm still heated. Quick Fast. story. Quick story about this whole thing. Okay. I was, go- I was back to- going back to school, and uh, right before I walked into class that day, mm-hmm. I got the news that Chris Paul was being traded to the Lakers. Okay. In the class talking big shit like, oh, we back. We finna do all this. Mm-hmm. This is a two-hour class. Getting ready to get her up, hop on the socials, and start talking my shit. As soon as I get out of class, it's been vetoed. What? In two hours? Mm-hmm. Devastating. As a, as a vetoed was the word. Oh, yeah. As it killed me. It killed yeah. me. It, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I had never said. But, well, now hindsight being 2020, now we look at all these, you know, KD, yeah. uh, uh, Kyrie, and Harden, and that's not a – Unfair advantage, right? KD with the war, right? That's not an unfair right. advantage, right? But you get you give somebody Chris Paul, it's like fuck that, can't do that. So it's everybody who think, oh, Chris Paul won't go make a difference. You see what he just did with Oklahoma City and Phoenix at that age. You see Kobe what he was going to get his six ring everywhere he go. He wins. Kobe was getting my his guy. Kobe was going to get his six. 
But that's where I'm at with Chris Paul, man. man Salute I to that man while you're right, right here. Okay, somebody who I we got to highlight more. Because you see, I've been on more of an international vibe. But mm-hmm. we got to highlight more. Because in our community, we have a term. And this term is called ride or die. Mm-hmm. You know, you want you want somebody that's gonna ride or die. You want to ride or die chick. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody that's gonna be there mm-hmm. through thick and thin. You know, you gotta go sit down and do a bid. You want her to be there holding shit down while you doing the shit that you need to do, right? Right. So I'm gonna say the the I don't know if she was the first, but I'm gonna say she was the best ride or die in world history. Winnie motherfucking Mandela. He's facts. Winnie, facts. She don't get no credit facts. for the fact that when Mandela got arrested, she took them. She didn't do, and it's no disrespect to Betty Shabazz. There's no no disrespect to um, what was Martin's wife, Coretta? Coretta, 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 yeah, Coretta yeah. No disrespect to them. This woman said, nah, like, it's not going to go down like that. Like, mm-hmm. the, the movement doesn't end because my husband dies or the movement doesn't end because he goes to jail. No, nah, I got it. Yo. No, nah, nah, I got it. I'm a runner now. I'm Facts. a, a runner. So the 27 some odd years. 28 jail, years locked up. You know what I'm saying? The 27 some odd years he was Man. in jail. She raising hell. She was uh, um So South Africa, Johannesburg specifically, they had their form of slavery it was called apartheid. Mm-hmm. So apartheid was just basically treating, treating Africans like second class citizens. Black, mm-hmm. black Africans like second class citizens. You had a lot of Europeans that moved down there and, of course, colonized the area. It's kind of what they do. Mm-hmm. So they colonized the area. They started treating the black folks down there like shit. Of course, people rebelled against it. One of the people that rebelled against it was a guy by the name of Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela met, married this beautiful woman by the name of Winnie Mandela. Winnie Mandela was his wife. They eventually divorced in 1992. But she took on the movement. From an intellectual standpoint, she took on a movement from the speech standpoint. She challenged the government the entire time he was in the he was in jail. <laughs> she kept his name relevant. She kept his name alive. She was involved in revolutionary activities, mm-hmm. from violence to whatever it took for them to get their freedom. She was riding. Yep. It wasn't no I'm a chill on the sideline or I'm a cry. Right. Or, Woe is me or what the fuck we gonna do? Nah, I'm winning. I got, I got this. We're we, we, we going to roll, and we're going to figure it out till he comes back. And then eventually, when he did come back, she actually served on parliament. She mm-hmm. uh, had a position in parliament. So she was an actual politician, besides being a revolutionary. Right. So yeah, well, I mean, incredible. What, what did, what did, uh, what did uh, Gotti say? You go to jail five minutes, uh, go to jail five weeks, your girl won't wait on you five minutes or something Hell like that. Yeah, she and held him down. Now, 28 years, dude. 28 years. 28 years. Not just hold him down. Not just I'm going to take care of the kid. Not just I'm going to make sure I'm going to put some money on your books. No. That revolution thing you was doing, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Imagine mm-hmm. the divorce yeah, I got talk, all though. That. Imagine the divorce talk, though. I don't think we can do this anymore. All right. <laughs> I mean, what else are you arguing about? Okay, you feel that's what you want to do? All right, what you need. Hey. You know what I'm saying? I want 70%. Sounds great. There you go. Right. What argument can you give her? What are you going to give you? Know, okay. Yeah. Thanks can, for holding me Can I me have down. anything? You say no. I guess that's what happens then. And, and again, bro, she <laughs> wasn't no saying? joke. Like, you know, she wasn't, it wasn't no, it wasn't no marches. It right, wasn't no, right. we shall overcome. They was, it was getting, it was getting to it. Like it was burning folks alive. It was, it was some shit. But again, it's a, it was, it was an actual revolution. It was actually violence against the state. They actually felt as if that was their only course of action to get the attention 
of the government who wasn't listening to them for them to simply say that this is not right. You can't treat us like this. Yeah. And America got involved. Um, American colleges got involved. They started to divest from uh, anything that had to do with South Africa. Mm-hmm. So any company that in- invested in South Africa, um, you had people on college campuses that were saying, nah, we're not going to fuck with you. Yeah. That's which, was, which was revolutionary within itself. So a person that we rarely talk about, um, rarely give our flowers to, Winnie Mandela was uh, yeah, that's, that, that was, was that. Good, that was a good call there. <laughs> that, that definitely was a good call. Me, sir. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm 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 keep touching it. All right. Now. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. I set myself up for that one. Uh, Sumner again. Okay, we gonna touch that. All right, we gonna touch how Sumner ties into Harrisville. All right. Some of them normal school, remember I was telling you about that, That's a that was a transition school from high school to, to college. Some of them normal school was a designated teacher's college for black women back in 1925 and was known as the Charles Henry Sumner Teachers College, one of the only two teachers' colleges in the nation for black women at the time. It was still housed at the Sumner High School. Sumner Teachers' College was also given full college status and was renamed Harriet Beecher Stowe Teachers College in 1929 in honor of the abolitionist and author Harriet Beecher Stowe. One of, even with a four-year degree status, it was still housed in a public school building at this time, which was Simmons Elementary Schools. Not until 1940 that the school would be given a separate building of its own. In 1954, as the public schools of St. Louis were being integrated, Stowe Teachers College was merged with formerly white-only Harris Teachers College. Therefore, that's where you get the name from. Two schools were now known as Harris-Stowe University. From 1890 to 1954, Sumner Normal Normal School, Stowe Teachers College, operated as a segregated school with the purpose of training black teachers for black school systems, segregated in public school systems. Now to this to this day, if you drive past there you'll see. Often operating with minimum of space and equipment, because St. Louis University is all around that school. And less money than allowed the white institutions at the time. Produce dignified and treasured treasured educators that would shape generation of Africans, American teachers. So Sumner was upper crust. Uh, what's this? Harrisville is still upper crust. Yeah, it's still moving so, around. Yeah, it's still good stuff, man. So, so for our folks out of town that don't know, Harrisville, Harrisville is one of our HBCUs here locally in the city of St. Louis. Um, so we definitely give them props and all the credit in the world because again, we got HBCUs from Tennessee mm-hmm. to to Atlanta, Georgia, to you know Houston, Texas. So we definitely got to show some loves for, for the HBCU grads and the HBCUs in general that have educated some of our dopest people um, that have contributed to the diaspora as a whole. So do you want to take a break or you want to go on? We go, no, we're going to go and get a break. I'll be dropping these numbers off. Right. As always, check us out on all of our socials, including Instagram eventually. You know what I mean? Uh, what we're doing at STL.com. Uh, we got a lot of new content coming that way. As always, check us out on Sundays on My City, My Music. This is what we do. We'll be right back.
That's a real good one right there, baby.
speaking of black history real quickly and you know if you listen to this show this whole time thank you but if you're not that freedom summer that translate we just played i just played right there we played two years ago mm-hmm. around the same time yes sir so that's growth and development of what we're doing you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so we talking about you ain't know you know what i mean uh, yeah black black history no though you, you ain't know though no you know what i'm saying so we just hitting you with you know some facts and figures you know getting them googles going doing some research on certain people that we think that you should know about for black history instead of hearing about the same four or five people that we always hear about mm-hmm. or the same four or five activities that we always hear about you know we need to hear about some of the other things because again what you also need to realize and i'm gonna bring this up before i go into anything our history did not start with slavery it, it was so interrupted again, by our it. history did not start with slavery it was interrupted by it, it was interrupted by it. So why why am I saying that? Well, M. Hotel was a healer, one of the first doctors in Egypt. Mm-hmm. You need to know that name. You need to know Mansa Musa, yeah. the richest man recorded yeah. in human history. Mm-hmm. They said if they could put his wealth to today's kind of standard, four hundred billion Ooh. with a B, traveled around Europe, giving away money, fucked up the money system. Mm. He gave away so much. Mm. Most of his fortune came off of spices. Mm. So you need to know stuff like that. We, we're going to hit you with question. little quick ones like that, but we also going in depth on certain people that we think you should know. So I think it was on HT. Yeah, so I'm going to make mine real quick. So we Because I know you got one. Yeah, yeah. Ready, I'm going to make mine real quick. I'm going I'm to give a quick shout-out to a one Alexander Miles, okay. the inventor of the automatic elevator door. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, just imagine... What riding the elevator was like before my man's came up with one, you know what I mean? Uh, before the automatic doors, people had to manually shut both the shaft and elevator doors before riding. Forgetting to do so led to multiple accidents as people fell down elevator shafts. When the daughter of African American inventor Alexander Miles almost fatally fell down the shaft, he took it upon himself to develop a solution. In 1887, he took out a patent for a mechanism that automatically opens and closes the elevator door. Elevator shaft door, excuse me, and his designs are largely reflecting the elevators used today. Those are one of the ones, man. It's what like you would think that the elevator was made like that as is, because you know you're thinking this is just called common sense. But every product need to work through something, and it, when, as always, when something affects you close to home, you you generally come up with a solution for it. And that's me. been our kind of path and, and way ahead since we have been here on this continent. See it. We make shit happen. See so it. I'm going to do a couple ra- rapid fire ones because I don't want to go too in depth. But I just, you know, it's a couple of G Wiz and Did You Know. G Wiz and Did You Know. Yeah, a couple of G Wiz and know, Did You Know. So I'm going to hit you like three or four with G Wiz, Didn't You Know. Like G Wiz and Didn't You Know that the real Long Ranger was based off of a black man. Mm. Baz Reeves. Oh, you know what? I did hear that before. <laughs> the yeah, real black, yeah, the real yeah. like the real yeah, Long Ranger yeah. was a black cowboy. Like again, I know we don't see it in westerns. Yeah. We don't see us in westerns. And I, uh, way back when, the Magnificent Seven, a couple years back, Denzel Washington actually played uh, the lead character, and people were kind of up and on. He wouldn't have been free. He wouldn't have. Been. Yeah, mm. he would have because most of the black men that were in the West were free men. And they were cowboys at that time. Yeah, speaking of black cowboys, what was that movie? Didn't the, didn't the Van Peebles, weren't they in a black? Posse. There we go. Posse. There we yeah. go. 
Uh, we was like, we don't see it in the Western too much. I think we, I was like, I, I know it's one. I just couldn't remember it, but it was posse. All right. So second one, G-Wiz and Did You Know. G-Wiz and Did You Know that Betty Boo, the cartoon that we see with all the curves mm-hmm. and the big head. Mm-hmm. So two things. Curves, y'all didn't think that was a black woman? I'm going to stop there. Esther, right, you know what I'm saying? Esther Jones was the original creation for the iconic cartoon, which was a black woman. She was inspired by uh, a black jazz singer in in Harlem. So he saw her and created this character based off of her and off of her shape, her curvaceous shape, and created an entire cartoon based off a woman that he seen from afar in Harlem. I wonder what where he got the voice from. Why, why they settled on that voice? That always always off off putting for me. That boop boop. Yeah. Boop. Hey, my name is. Oh, that old, all that old shit. And and I know y'all didn't know this one, but if you don't get shit out of this show, I need you to get this one out of this show. When we think of Rosa Parks, what do we think of? She Back refused bus, to right. give her seat up. Right. And you know they kicked off the whole movement. Yep. Right. Wrong. Claudette Colvin. 15 years old. That's a good one, man. 15 years old. She on the bus. White man comes. Hey, you need to give up your seat. Not having it. Mm-hmm. She did it nine months before Rosa Parks. God dang. She was arrested eight or nine times for participating in different activities within the civil rights movement, being a pioneer at 15 years old. So I wanted to hit you with three. You should know Betty Boop, black woman, Long Ranger. Black woman, black actually. Man. Oh, sorry. Black man. Black man. There you go. We'll because that. we would we would have had no problem. We would have had a whole problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I got you, bro. So, um, and and before Rosa Parks, you had a 15 year old by the name of Claudette Colvin that did it first. What you got, Jaffe? Okay, I got one. Now we going in the same area. Now, now it's, it's it's I'm gonna say it's right across or right in the same area as this historic something there is. All right. Now we're gonna go with this because I picked speaking of two years ago or a year ago, um, before we was at a community center. This mm-hmm. community center was named Tandy Community Center. Okay. Okay, uh it's famous for boxing back in the day. All right. Now we're gonna have a little history lesson on the actual guy. His uh, his name is actually Charlton Tandy. All right? Okay. This guy, Charlton Tandy, was born in eighteen thirty six in Kentucky. To parents who were only free because his grandpa had bought their their freedom, all right. Three years before his birth, throughout his childhood, Charlton and his family worked to free slaves through the Underground Railroad. As a young man, Tandy often led slaves throughout his route from Covington, Kentucky, to Cincinnati, Ohio. Tandy moved to St. Louis in 1857 and worked a series of jobs until a serious war began. When the post, when the when he became post messenger at Jefferson Barracks, the war proved good for Tandy's standing as he rose from state military to, to volunteer to captain, and actually one of the first black guards that was there. It was called Tandy St. Louis Guards. Mm. All right. It was all African American militia that he recruited. Okay. Okay. He recruited. I mean, he carried the name, the horrific name of Captain, for the rest of his life. So he must have been pretty tough. His service earned Tandy the notice of several political leaders, 
and Tandy was actually able to turn his connections into uh, patronage jobs. His position ranged from U.S. land agent to deputy U.S. marshal in Mexico, in New Mexico and Oklahoma, to custodian of records in St. Louis Courthouse. At heart, Tandy was still a civil rights active, activist. Excuse me. Throughout his life, he worked on local issues of interest to Missouri American, African Americans, including fighting school and transportation segregation. Let me fast forward this a little bit. All right. So what he wind up doing, push come to shove, is you still had people who were still trying to get away from here. Now what he wind up doing was he wind up putting up funds and a couple of other people and they wind up moving them from this racist ass Missouri to a free state of Texas. Okay. He wind up dying in nineteen nineteen and uh Charleston Tandy Community Center in Park in St. Louis was named after. And the fucked up thing about what you just said, I think we were either last or second to last to free slaves in Missouri. The last. Mm-hmm. And the last city to do it is called Independent uh City. Independence. Independence, Missouri, was the last city to free slaves. Man, we ain't that a bitch? Giving it to you. You know what I'm saying? Giving ain't it that to a you. bitch. You can do your whole Black History Report off of this episode alone. Man, you're welcome. And I got one more. <laughs> Y'all welcome. I got one more that's in that area, and this guy, his name is uh, what's this guy's name? Homer G. Phillips. Right. Homer G. Phillips. Homer tell G. me about, tell me about Homer G. Man, because we actually got a hospital coming up. Um, right off cast in St. Louis, Missouri, Homer G. Phillips Hospital is being built. So please tell me why that name I should I should care about. Okay, that name Homer G. Phillips. Uh, back in the day, we couldn't go to the same hospitals, and it was only uh, City Hospital Number One, and it was on what Tucker or some kind of weird ass spot. Mm-hmm. But what they used to do is kind of like treat us really, really, really bad, or have us outside being serviced. So what he wound up doing, he was a lawyer, a young lawyer back in the day, a defense lawyer. Okay. So what he wound up doing was allocating, uh, I think it was $1 million or $2 million in order for them to set this this hospital up exclusively for black people in this historic black neighborhood called The Ville. Uh, shout out to The Ville, baby. Shout out That's to The Ville. That's 115, <laughs> <laughs> The building was actually made uh, by the same guy who actually made Sumner High School, which is his name was Charles B. Itner. Okay. Okay. Oh, so there we go. Hey, but you know what, though? What you Do got? you know that uh, that The Ville area, that Homer G. Phillips area, they're trying to make that an historical landmark right now for mm-hmm. Chuck Berry? Yeah. Man, that's dope. Chuck Berry from St. Louis. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, they try to make that a whole thing. Uh, I've been hearing this for a while now. I haven't seen too much progress from a person that's, you know, been over there for most of my life. I haven't seen too much, but I know they was in the mix. (laughs) In the mix. (laughs) You know, that has changed for me a lot over the past two years. But anyway, uh, I think I'll be remiss if we've been doing this show about two years now where you can come on weekend, we got and get in front of these microphones and we talk what we talk and hopefully we, we reach people but the person who actually co-invented the microphone is one James E. West. Black man? Black man. Damn right. Come on. We now. invented the microphone. The, elect, microphone. the, elect, the electric microphone. The one we talk have right him. now. 
the one we speaking round, on. One, not the ones with the long cords. You got to go all the way around. It's a. Uh, it was this one. It was tasked with creating a more sensitive and compact microphone while working at Bell Labs in 1960. <laughs> you dig it? Black man invented the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because we microphone. Why wouldn't we? Because we want to be heard. You know. You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then what I like about that whole story, he was tasked with it. Somebody looked up, looked around the room and said, "Who's the the person gonna make these microphone microphones better?" Somebody say, "Hey." James know what's up. You know what I'm saying? But James could do it. James could do I it. James could do it. And as we sit here living and breathing, we talking on said mics. You know what I mean? I think that's a good time to hit a break right quick. Like, you know, you might you listen to this. You might want to go Google some stuff. See yeah. what's going we on. Got yeah. We, we got you know some shit saying? for you. We got some shit for you. you. Know what I'm so, uh, again, as always, please check us out on our Instagram, eventually in life. Yeah. I don't know when, I don't know how. One gonna, day, gonna, one day it will happen. And if for everybody who's been listening to this, when you do see it, hey, reach out, black congratulations, because we uh we definitely will need it <laughs> for sure. We'll be right back. Is what we're doing.
Represent the people and politically address. Always do your best. Don't let the pressure make you panic. And when you get stranded and things don't go the way you planned it, dreaming the riches in a position of making a difference. Politicians are hypocrites. They don't want to listen. If I'm insane, the fame made a proper change. It wasn't nothing like the game. It's just me against the world. To what we doing? And we talking about I ain't know. I ain't know. No. Highlighting Black history that you ain't know though. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? We, 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 we we trying to let you let you in on a on a couple of facts and figures locally and also internationally that you may not have known that certain certain we had a black man invent the microphone. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's real around here. So we we just going through and again we getting our Googles up. And we also trying to just educate, you know, all our listeners on some of the black folks that invented incredible things or contributed to the, the black experience in general. So why do we have the celebration of Black History Month? Well, in 1926, Carter G. Woodson, a noted African-American historian, scholar, educator, and publisher, came up with the idea of it. In 1976, they lobbied to actually make it an entire month. One of the most important people in lobbying for it was Stevie Wonder. Mm. Stevie Wonder made the song, the birthday song, for Martin Luther King Jr. Happy birthday to you. So that song became the catalyst for why we actually got the the month when it was brought up in um, Congress. And they wanted it in February because of Frederick Douglass, which I'm all for. If you don't know who Frederick Douglass was, he was a slave that eventually um, became free, taught himself how to read, educated himself, and he went to the Supreme Court to sue for his freedom. Mm -hmm. He's an incredible, incredible man. Very, very revolutionary. Actually served as one of the biggest uh, abolitionists uh, in this nation's history. So, and uh, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Because they, they, they credit Abraham Lincoln with freeing the slaves. And if you can see me, I am putting up the, the air quotes because you cannot free, <laughs> you cannot free right. the slaves when you only controlled one half of the Union. So that's why the Emancipation Proclamation didn't do shit because you was only talking to the northern states. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why an amendment had to be. And we actually celebrate Juneteenth. Right. The actual day when the slaves were free, because the amendment had to go forth, things had to happen once we became a union again. But also, gotta hit you with this because I just thought that this was super cool and interesting. The very first lawyer in African American history was John Mercer Langston in 1854. Mm. 
And if you know anything about anything, you're like Langston. Langston. Who the hell is Langston? Langston. Yeah. Yeah. Langston Hughes. That was his uncle. Man. <laughs> so if you don't know who, who Langston Hughes is, Langston Hughes is actually a famous poet uh, from a, a time in America, the Harlem Renaissance, around the 1920s and 1930s, when we had a bunch of talented people, Zora Neale Hurston, uh, Langston Hughes, and, and just a bunch of creative things happening. Cab Calloway, all of these people were coming out of Harlem. They were doing super dope shit. And it was an actual movement and a thing. So he actually came from that. So his uncle was the very first lawyer uh, in, 18, in 1854 in Ohio. So I, I thought that was just... You know what's wild about that, bro? Like, you say 1854, that seemed like a long way away, but it really kind of wasn't. Really not, really ain't. You know what I mean? really ain't so those were some of the ones that you definitely had to definitely had to bring to the attention because some of those things i didn't know because i'm a huge fan of langston hughes did a project on him in college Mm. um love his his poetry and whatnot so it just goes and he was also friends with thurgood very good friends with thurgood marshall the very first uh united states uh, supreme court justice so that kind of all of that ties in you know so you attract what you attract. And as we talk about this show on many occasions, yeah. it tells you how important collaboration is. Yeah, like-minded folks getting yeah, together man. and doing amazing things, man. Yeah, man. It's been That's happening right. throughout history, especially African-American history, black history, whatever you want to call it today. What you got, John? Hey, that, that same thing is actually happening right now. Absolutely. Okay. There's greatness happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> Every coming Sunday. Together. We just come, coming together trying to, give you, trying to give you a show with some substance, man. I know, I know. You get the you get the football, basketball, baseball rumor. This person sleeping with this person. Kanye got a divorce. I know y'all get that shit all day long. But from time to time, we just have to ha- have some grown man, grown woman conversations about some real shit. Yep. And knowing where you came from is definitely going to give you a license and an opportunity to know where you're going. So when you know that you come from greatness, that you come from people, you come from inventors, you do come from kings and queens, and I'm not going to discount that. But what you really come from is you come from genius. You come from innovation. You come from culture. Mm -hmm. You come from these things that we all contribute to. Like there was only so many kings and queens, but we all contributed to the genius and the the outstandingness that is us within the culture, whether it be in Africa and when we came here to America. All right, now, fellas, what I got, ladies and gentlemen, what I have is since I'm steady on this area, which is uh, very historic, and I'm steady on this school, which is Summer High School, all right, I got actually notable alumni, all right? So we're going to go which one that's, that's really, really popular is Arthur Ashe, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, another one we're going to go with that's real popular is Chuck Berry. If y'all don't know who that is, Mr. Uh, the dude who invented rock and roll. Not mm-hmm. the king, not all that goofy shit. <laughs> the actual man. All right? Now, one thing that we got. Johnny gonna... B. Good, for those that you know Johnny B. Good, right? Yes, sir. So Johnny B. Good, that's yes, Chuck Berry. All right, now, one thing, one that we don't know about is this lady. She's called Ethel Hedgeman Lyle. Okay. All right? She's actually the inventor or the founding member of AKA. What? Alka, 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 out of, of Sumner? Stop. Out of Sumner? St- Whoa. Oh, let me, 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 let
So a lot of things, y'all. That's why I say these things that we just walk past and we just fuck it is this old shit. No. These things are really, really okay, let me keep going. So AKA has a deep rooted like It comes from here. St. Louis. Yes, wow. crazy. I definitely didn't know that. Okay, now uh now we just had a Congress lady who just won. Her name is Corey Bush. All right. Now uh the person who she proceeded from was uh William Clay. All right. He's from there. Uh, you got uh, Dick Gregory, of course. Really, really good comedian. Very, very awesome storyteller. Yeah. Y'all should check out that book, nigga, if you can. Um, now, the guy from uh, Benson, Robert Gilliam. Yes, sir. He I is think from. I knew that, though. I he think I didn't he know graduated that. from there. Julius, well, I didn't even know he was from St. Louis. Me either I, I, until yeah, a few I, weeks ago. Yeah. Julius Hunter. Guy from a uh, local newscaster, real good uh, historian, really good historian. Uh, okay, now one more guy, a couple of more guys, but Robert McFerrin, you know the dude Bobby McFerrin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. His father graduated from there. I, was about to, I thought you were about to tell me Bobby McFerrin's from St. Louis. Like, how in the world did I miss that? Well, still, his father, Bobby, that's yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I got one that's really, really good. It's called... Uh, this guy named Wendell O. Pruitt, all right? Now, he has a school that was named after him that I went to, and a, a few of us went to called Pruitt Military Academy. Now, let's give us a little history on this one. Uh, pioneering military pilot and Tusky Airman, he was Wendell O. Pruitt. And he was uh, actually, it was some Pruitt Igo, like you said, terrible projects, one of the worst in the country at that time. They were named after him. Let's see. Tina Turner, of oh, course. Um, Nutbush. Yeah, but it's it's just Tina Turner. I think Ike. What's the oh, dude? Oh, Nutbush. What's the dude she used to mess with? Uh, Ike Turner? Yeah. yeah. What's, the dude, what's, the dude, what's the dude she used to mess with? Yeah, super pimp. Oh, gorilla God pimp. Dang it, boy. I done uh, gave up that narcotic. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say, you trying to help Ike? <laughs> I don't need nobody. <laughs> in that same neighborhood to where, like, we run from <laughs> for a long, long time. Now you slam the car on my nice automobile. <laughs> Ike was himself. He had no choice but to be himself. But look at all these famous people that just come from just that school in just that neighborhood. Hey, man, I want to I put that up just flat out. Ike Turner, the dude, the dude that Tina Turner used to mess with. That one cat, you know. That one cat, you know. I say that because Tina Turner, like, he did help her out. But she became so much of a big name. You see Man, what I'm she saying? she became a, and, and with all due respect to the queen, superstar. Don't get it fucked up. Yeah. Don't get it twisted or yeah. confused. Tina Turner was cold at what she did. From performing to, mm. From a soul singer to switching over to the rock and roll and reinventing herself. Come Favorite on, man. scene from What's Love Got to Do with It? Oh, when uh, he was in that car. Yep. He was, when he was in the car. <laughs> Get his ass with Tito whooping it. Uh, when she I turned it around on him. Oh, boy, that's she my said, that's what you scene. want. That's what you want. Oh, she ah, ah, she grabbed that shoe. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, swinging back. Got tired of that shit. That's still my favorite scene. Mine is, uh, I think she was in the hospital just getting out of the hospital, and he was like, you better not die. I'm going to kill you before you die. That's that's my top. No, no. He slowed it down. He said, 
Bitch, you die, I kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you die, I kill you. <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Ike Turner, he was from East St. I think he came up and he was from East St. Louis when he was a little kid. Of course kid. he was. Of course, of course he was. He <laughs> was from this side. Nope. <laughs> no shade to East St. Louis, but yeah. kind of shade to East St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, them niggas, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. But I got one for y'all. What you got, man? The person who invented the three light traffic sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was us. Garrett Morgan, 1923. The best part of that story is this. He's already he was already a successful inventor. Okay. Because he was a successful inventor, he was the first black person in Cleveland, Ohio, to own a car. Like period. Period. Flat out. First black person in Cleveland to, to own, own a, a car, car was a black man. A black man who invented the three, the three light traffic lights. No, and you know he had to explain that shit Yo, look, to everybody he r- ran up on. Like, how the fuck you get a car? Check I, it out. Check you, it out. Though. You know that. I, I invented it. Well, no, no, wait, check it out. He <laughs> yeah. didn't get there yet, right? This is how he got there. He, okay. had, he had already made some successful inventions that got him some money. He had made it there. What made it there was he, he's the only black person with a car, okay. and as a motorist, he witnessed severe car accident at an intersection in the city. Well, I'll res- be damned. Right. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. You know what I'm saying? In response, he decided to expand on the current traffic light by adding a yield component. So he invented, he invented that strictly out of necessity. That's I'm going right. to be driving. And I don't want to get my shit. You motherfuckers up. won't be. Yeah, but I'm gonna be driving, and I don't want to get he, my shit he fucked looked, up. He looked at so, the. He looked at the light. He looked at the, the current traffic light. Like looked it up and said, like, "You know what that light needs? A hold up. <laughs> it needs a whole hold up. Someone put a yellow light. Let you know, hey, slow down because you're getting slow ready down. to stop. Hold up. Now you can. Now go. you know what I'm saying. Black man. Come on now. You better go on somewhere. On, you better. Going? You better know it. Come on you, now. You with better it. know it. And he got, and he got, he took out the patent in 1923, and now we don't. Well, we still from St. Louis, where you gotta look both ways, even after the red light hit. Yeah, you know uh, please do. And and in a lot of places, the yellow light is just a suggestion, and I get it. But it was put there by a black man to say you should cut, pop him, and, slow down a bit. In yeah. St. Louis, that yellow light means speed up. <laughs> okay, and the yellow light also means if you're looking at the red light on the other side to look on both sides on the in, uh, intersection. No That's doubt. crazy. That is crazy. The, fir- the first black person to own a car, like it's such an event. Because, but but you got to think about it like this too: the first millionaire, mm. period, black. C.J. Walker, yeah, yeah, the first one Walker. ever. Yeah, like didn't exist. Like like, uh, Bezos, them that like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't have one. Look at that. And I did it off a of hot cone. Right. <laughs> like, look at the irony. Look at the irony. Look at the, the, the irony of. To, um, shout out to Andy Malone as well. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. sure. So shout out to Andy Malone. Look at the irony of Garrett Morgan, right? First black person to own a car. Think about the fr- think about the white people that seen him drive a car, right? Mm-hmm. You driving in Cleveland like you always do. You moving around as a white person in Cleveland. And you look over and you see a goddamn nigga. Driving the car, so now you now Again, you dump on that had look to fuck you, you right. Up. You know what you did? You didn't pay attention to the light, and you got in the car accident. That's what you did. You saw Garrett Morgan out there driving the car as the only black person, and you didn't pay attention. You got in an accident, and he saw you get in an accident. It was like you know what? That needs a third color to slow and you down. It was a different type of angry when you pulled up. Hey. <laughs> when you pulled up, 
And saw this uppity nigga right. <laughs> in right. a goddamn automobile driving down the street. God it dang it, Gladys done letting them drive. And that's another, that's another thing that we got to mention when we're talking about black history in general. Um, all these people that were the first to do something, mm-hmm. you got to realize how difficult it was for them. Yep. Because, again, it hadn't been done before. So you're in a society to where they gave you no resources, they gave you very little to to kind of make your way with. You overcome all that shit. You do something extremely innovative. You become the best at something. Mm-hmm. And you still got to deal with you can't eat here. You yeah. can't drink there. You can't do this and you can't do that. Yeah. From, the, from the Buffalo Soldiers um, back in, in uh, mm-hmm. some war mm-hmm. to the Tuskegee Airmen mm-hmm. that never lost a bomber. You, like... We have been incredible at shit. Think about it. Forever. Forever. And think then, about it. No matter how incredible we are, we got to look to the left, look to the right, and have somebody telling us, you know. Think about it. In a lot of time periods, what you just mentioned, we're not even supposed to know how to read. Right. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Now, we over in the, we in the back inventing all kinds of stuff that we use to this day, and we're not even supposed to know how to read. Right. Like, how do you do that? Well, that's a good call. Right. I so, so, around so, and so we talked about Frederick Douglass. So, the first thing. To teach yourself how to read, <laughs> then to get so, or, or to teach yourself how to read, or to be taught by the slave master why, why you're a slave. Mm-hmm. Get out of slavery. Get to a point to where you can sue for your freedom. Mm-hmm. Like the overcoming, like we shall overcome. It ain't even the right song. It's we shall dominate. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we we will rock you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like we are incredible as a people. But- and you got to realize that every time this month comes along, you got to take a little time, get, sit down with your kids, sit down with your with your significant other, and y'all got to come up and, and think about these things in this context because all this shit that we talking about, none of it was easy to do. No. Like, no. none of it was, no. <laughs> like, none of this shit was easy to do. None of it had any type of, like, path of least resistance. Mm-mm. It was the hardest thing to do yeah. in the world at the yeah. time. Yeah. Every yeah. black person we talk about did the hardest shit in the world at the mm-hmm. time. You talk about whether you agree with his politics or not. A black man became president. Facts. Yeah. And look, not only, <laughs> like, not only became president, made it past the uh, the inauguration. Because we, like we said it before, we everybody knew for a fact. They was going to kill him. With his soon, hand on the Bible, they're going to get him. Eight years, no scandal. Eight, no nope. bullets, yeah. no scandal. Not even an attempt. Not even if they tried to shoot Reagan, they shot Reagan. Yeah, shot Reagan. They, they should have shot his ass. They didn't even shoot oh, at Obama. <laughs> the, ir- the irony of that statement, all bro. But- first black billionaire, first black billionaire, Bob Johnson. Yes, started mm-hmm. by starting his own. Like, like even think about that. Somebody t- somebody walks up to you and say, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start my own TV network." And they look at you like you niggas can't read. Not only that, that, nigga, nigga, please. Your not only network? are you not gonna start your old network, you ain't gonna. This motherfucker's not gonna be a black entertainment you television. Gonna, that you, sound fake as you fuck. You think people it? gonna turn on TV and watch black people do stuff, man? You insane. You insane. You insane. They made a bill off that shit. Quick on that same deal. Uh, shout out to BET for bringing it back. Uh, BET Uncut. Hell yeah. You. I'm going to start watching we it now. We missed you. He said, hell yeah. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah. We have missed you. Shit. Just don't. Hey, win. I'm sorry. I got to go. White girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
What was your favorite song going to be to your cut? It was a song by the we, Joker. We off subject, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Black history, beautiful thing, but I got to ask this question. So what was your favorite? Okay, so I'm going to tell Who's you. Your my favorite BT Uncut uh, rapper was the Joker. Okay. okay. I, you know what I'm saying? I can't remember the a song, but when I saw his name, I knew exactly what this video was going to be about, and I'm with it. Okay. Mine was, uh, I'm trying to kick it tonight. <laughs> so let, let me tell you what, what that thing smell like. like. Yeah, that was that was my dude. Oh, that the one where they had to put their finger up going into bed? Yeah, oh man, trying to Oh, oh, dog. There was nothing. There was nothing like going to sleep, watching Comic View, waking your dog ass up two o'clock in the morning, and it's pussy popping on a handstand. Man, and, like, and what then, the fuck just happened? We was just watching. I was just watching Comic View, bro. And, and then, then just, look, and then you gotta, then you gotta wake up to God. That's what I was doing. Right after God. that, had the nerve God. to have my my dude on there. Was that Peter Pop off? Pastor Kearney Thomas. <laughs> God, you'd be like, what the God? God. He was like, why you doing him? I went to sleep in the middle of this thing with the best of thoughts. Yeah, so shout out to uh, BET for, 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 you know what I'm saying, for bringing back BET yeah. Uncut. Uh, yeah, bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it back. It's so coming back. back. So you know yeah. what I'm saying. So, so that's okay. uh and shout out to Bob Johnson for really. Yes, I mean, shout out to Bob Johnson. Period for for everything that BT gave us from 106 and Park, which was with Free and AJ. With Free yeah. and AJ. Let me be clear. The Free and AJ, yeah, Free yeah. and AJ, yeah. 106 and Park. The other ones, I don't. Yeah, know. I was. I kind of. I, I grew it. Uh, yeah. To Rap City in the basement. There you go. Rap City in the basement. Tickle freestyling. Yep. Which is still they they they're still bringing up those freestyles now. Yeah. And little retrospect, some of them was trash. Like, hey, like yeah. some of them was trash, trash and some of them was, was written. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Who couldn't rap? Hey, one up to my man Pimp C. Everybody know me. Know that's one of my favorite rappers of all time. But he should have stayed out that basement, bro. <laughs> little flip. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? That was my little dude, flip. though. You know what I'm saying? But that wasn't that wasn't the move. Yeah. Okay, y'all. I got one more, y'all. Uh, now, since we on this historic thing going now, across the street. From Harristow State College, it's a gymnasium now. That's where actually where Vashon was. Okay, mm-hmm. now before that gymnasium was there, this was, it was called Stars Park. Okay, and it was in the 1920s. It was on Market and Compton. It was the only uh, well, it's actually it was a black baseball uh, park that's there. Now, if you heard about uh, St. Louis people, you heard about Cool Papa Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it was the home of the St. Louis Stars of the Negro Leagues from 1922 to 1931. All right. They won three pennies in four years from 1928 to 1931. All right. And I think they finally took it down. I think it was my 1930s when they finally took that down. And then uh, Vashon was built on that. Right after that. That's right on. But I think we we really nailed it. was a lot of stuff that I didn't learn. I didn't know today. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just talking to y'all. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. I think we definitely put a, put some work in today. Yeah, for sure. So definitely sit down, have a conversation, get your Google on. Black History Month. It should be year-round, whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Black History Month, make sure 
as you're talking with your people about it, talking with your kids about it, they know who they are, where they come from. Again, our history didn't start with slavery. It was up, interrupted by it. Facts. Get it fucked up. Like, we've we been doing this and been running shit for a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. For real. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, look, we, we're going to get up out of here, man. Uh, like we said, another one in the books. Check us out on all the socials. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're gonna get on Twitter as always every Sunday. And what we doing STL.com. And what we doing STL.com. That's the main one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, hey, it's your man, it's HT Sims. Mr. Mix. Once again, thank the Most High for giving us another chance and giving y'all another chance for listening to us. This a uh, Joffy Jofa right here. Y'all have a good one. What we doing? We out. Love though.